Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time and I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information. I think it's one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know having that relationship you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope Now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out, and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. Is a good case management system keeping you from taking your business to the next level? Crosstrax is the premier case management system for the investigative community. They're the only SOC 2 certified case management software available. Visit Crosstracks.com, tell them you're a listener, and save even more. Get a plan in place for the new year to grow your business to the next level. Welcome to PI Perspectives. Today, Matt's kicking it old school. We have a solo episode and it's audio only. Matt talks about avoiding burnout. As a business owner or as a field investigator or researcher, burnout is a real danger in this industry. Let's jump right in and tackle this tough topic. Please welcome your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. 
And welcome everyone to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. I welcome you to the program. So today we're going old school. We're going back to something I haven't done since the beginning, essentially, of, of doing uh, this program. I'm flying solo here. I'm doing a uh, solo show, and today we're going to talk about how to avoid burnout. I think this is a really pressing topic, something that uh, has kind of been in my heart for a bit, just talking to people coming out of COVID and just dealing with um, getting busy again and, and getting back into things. So I wanted to kind of jump on and, and discuss it a little bit and just give you my perspective on things and, and things that I'm doing uh, in-house on my own to try and stay ahead of the, the curve here. Um, I don't know how it is for you guys out there, but uh, it's been incredibly busy for me um, since things have started up again. I'm not complaining. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's uh, These are uh, first world problems and um, I'm just happy and appreciative and blessed to be able to to have work. I wanted to spare you guys the agony of, of looking at me uh, on video alone. So we're, we're doing no video on this one either. So uh, if you're on the YouTube channel, enjoy the uh, friendly look that I have on uh, on my photos and you're, you're not going to get video. If uh, you're on the podcast, you're like, what the heck is Matt talking about? But uh, it's another story for another day. Let's jump into the topic, burnout, right? So we came out of the pandemic, right? Everybody had to pivot and shelter in place and do what you needed to do to to stay afloat. And then, uh, you know, when all that ended and things started opening back up, I mean, things like really started opening back up. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but the, the workflow just completely like a waterfall. Um, and, uh, you know, I was asking myself like, why did this happen? How did this happen? Um, how are we dealing with this? And I think what it comes down to is a, a lot of people decided they just didn't want to be private investigators anymore. And I think the market share pretty much has dried up for a bit. And there was this big vacuum of work that needed to be done and um, not enough people to do it. I think that's part of it. I think another part of it is that attorneys spend time not working on files and all of a sudden, okay, when we're back to work now, I got to pick up my files and start doing things. And you had like a year's worth of a file sitting around and things needed to get done they started doing it again. So that created another um, big, big uh, waterfall full of work. So um, I, I want to talk also on uh, two different perspectives of this, right? I want to talk uh, on the perspective of the owner of a business, but I also want to talk on the perspective of the everyday worker, like the investigator that's out in the field, uh, because burnout happens in, in both areas. And um, trying to be aware of it and stay on top of things Um I thought this is a discussion worth having and just maybe reaching out and giving some some uh, some pointers on how to do it, right? So, you know, we, we had this big rush, this big, okay, um, now we have all these assignments. And, and I don't know about you guys, but for me, every assignment that comes in today is like a rush assignment. <laughs> Everybody wants it done yesterday. And I'm um, getting plenty of emails looking for updates on cases and what's the status of this and... Uh, you know, it's like, hey, you just gave it to me like two or three days ago. <laughs> the status is it's in the queue. Um, so we're dealing a lot with that. Um, been getting a lot of subpoena work uh, for trials, which I'm not complaining about, right? So um, trials are happening. People are in court. So that's moving ahead. So that we've had a, seen a big bump of that. Um, surveillances are taking place again. Uh, people are expected to be out 
um, in, in cars looking at other people. So th- there's been that big, big push for things to, uh, to get back out there and, and do it again. So a- as a field in- investigator, it, it can be really overwhelming, right? Um, you've got the work that needs to be done and then you've got the reports that have to be done on top of that. And, um, you know, making sure that you're, um, addressing both in a timely fashion is, is important, right? Um, if you're working for somebody, you have a caseload. Um, if you can't handle that caseload, they're going to look elsewhere and probably give the work that was earmarked for you to somebody else. If, uh, you know, you need to write reports and you're, you're not staying on top of reports, your new assignments will probably go elsewhere as well. Um, I know that's one of the things I look at um, with my own staff, right? Um, who's got the assignment? Uh, how long are they taking on doing the assignment? And uh, how long are they? is it taking them to produce the reports that go along with it, right? Um, as an owner, you want to clear assignments off the, the board, essentially, and, and bill them out and start collecting. And as a worker, you know, you want the next assignment. You're not going to get the next assignment until the initial assignment is done. Um, so how do you stay on top of that? What's, what's a good way to make sure you don't get overwhelmed and, and essentially burnt out on things? Um, in my opinion, it comes down to case management. Um, and what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, case management is actually case management software, but there's also the work that needs to be done on top of that. So, um, organization is key in my opinion in, in this industry, right? If you're not organized, if you're not staying on top of your, your caseload, it can be quite overwhelming and, and really stressful, right? Um, for me, it's always been using something like Crosstracks. Um, you guys have heard the ads uh, for Crosstracks. I've had Pat Andrews on. He's talked about the, the software. Um, I think having something in place like a case management software is, is really a key for you not getting burnt out. Now, you may ask, like, I don't see the correlation. How does that work? Right. So if you're able to keep a handle on the work that you have, uh, the different case cases that you're working on, and you're able to communicate with your supervisor or communicate with your client, the status of these cases, like it, it equates to like less stress during your day. Right. If you know the work that you need to do uh, and it's all organized in one place, it's a lot easier for you to clear the plate. You know, um, I think a lot of folks in our industry tend to be task oriented, right? So if you have some sort of platform where you can you know, click a button or, or check a box that the work is done and maybe set up uh, goals for the next thing that needs to be done, it just makes you more efficient, right? Um, so I think having a really good case management system in place will keep you from being burnt out uh, because it's just less stressful, Um you know, I've done the Excel sheets, I've done the Dropbox accounts, I've done all that stuff, and uh, it just doesn't work. I mean, it's good, it's good stuff, but it, it, it doesn't really work, right? Um, having a case management system really takes you to that next level. Um, so that's that's one of the things I really uh, suggest uh, to, to help you from getting burnt out. Um, also, like, communication is key. Uh, communicating with your your supervisor if you're a field worker or communicating with your clients if you're a solo practitioner um you know i know for me like when i get those emails saying hey what's the status of this uh, that stresses me out a bit but if you're communicating that ahead of time 
to your clients, then you're not really, uh, you're not really working on it. And they're happy because, you know, they're, they have to answer to their, their clients, right? So a personal injury attorney will have to answer to their own clients that hire them for their cases, right? They're going to want status updates and, and things like that. Um, so the, uh, another, uh, suggestion here um is something called methodology and you know we've talked about it this has been a theme going on with uh with my episodes and the things we talk about with with guests for probably the past year or so right it's not necessarily the tool that's out there the new shiny toy it's more along the lines of how are you doing things right so making sure you have a good um, methodology practices policies procedures all that in place uh, will help you be better better organized. So you're starting to understand my theme here. Um, the better organized you are on things, the less stressed you are, the less chance you're going to get burnt out. Um, and and you know that's a you know the whole burnout thing is it's real, right? We're all dealing with this. We're we're dealing with the stress of trying to provide. If you're a small business owner, you know you're just trying to keep the lights on. And uh, if you have people that work for you, you're trying to make sure they get paid. Um, you know, these are real big time stressors and things that, that really, um, can push you over. Um, you know, one of the other things is, um, taking time off, you know, making sure that you're, you're taking mental health time. Um, and as a business owner, it's really tough to do that, right? Because there's always that push, that drive. If you're like me or you're a type A personality and you just want to get things done, uh, check your box, get it off your list. And, uh, you know, but sometimes you got to have that work-life balance. If you're not doing that, if you're not taking time off, um, you can find yourself getting burnt out really, really quickly. I know um, I recently took a vacation uh, and it was like my first vacation in three years. I mean, I, I travel a lot. I'm around all over the place, but this was the first time I, I traveled not for work in a very, very long time. And it was great. It was really great. Did I completely walk away from my business? No. <laughs> was I looking at emails every day? Yes. <laughs> was I spending probably an hour to two hours a day work? Yes, I was doing all that stuff. But I was also unplugging for a good portion of the day, right? So if 24 hours in a day, if I'm dedicating two of them to time, like work time, I'll take it. Um, that's just the life of a, a business owner. Um, now, as an employee... You know, taking that time off is important too. Um, you know, being able to unplug and really unplug, meaning like not taking your laptop with you or, or just not, um, you know, not responding to, uh, to emails uh, other than, you know, acknowledgements or, or things like that. Stuff that's time sensitive, but really being able to unplug. I think that's something really important and, uh, you know, something that'll keep you from really, uh, really burning out. And, uh, you know, some of us have been doing this for years and years and years. I know I'm 17 years in business on my own and, uh, I've seen definitely ebbs and flows in, in workflow. And, uh, you know, every time you try and f- forecast as to when a busy part of your season is like, it, it doesn't exist, right? We never know when we're going to be busy and when we're going to be slow. It just kind of happens. Uh, at least that's the way it was before COVID, um, now I just think it's insanely busy every day, twenty four seven, seven days a week, three sixty five. Um, and again, I'm not complaining. I think it's great. Um, I got a great staff working for me, and um, you know we're we're 
we're just trying to get it done. And, and I, I constantly tell my people that work for me, you know, just do what you can do, right? Do what you can do as you can do how you can do it. Uh, we can't do more than that. Right. Um, and, and just being sure that we're, we're making time for ourselves as well. Um, if you have a hobby, do it. Uh, I like to write music, play music. Um, I make it a point to, um, to make sure I do that. And, um, you know, I like to write as well. I write for PI magazine and some other articles I've written for other things. Right. So I have that creative spirit uh, doing this podcast, you know, the investigators toolbox is other, other thing that I do. Um, you know, I'm just making sure that I have that diversification on doing things is, is important. You know, we got to live life, right? If we're not out there experiencing life, if we're always looking at other people and digging into other people's lives, we, we lose our identities and who we are and what we do. And uh, that's never a good thing. It's fun to have the stories, you know, all the research and the things that we do, but it's also good to have your own life as well. So uh, we got to remember to do that. So we are going to take a quick break. These great sponsors that uh, sponsor the podcast, we want to run a couple ads for them. And when we come back, uh, I want to dig back into this subject and just cover a few more points. I promise you, this isn't going to be an hour's worth of uh, listening to Matt go on and on and on about taking time off and, and all this other stuff. But, um, but I felt this is an important enough issue to talk about just to dedicate an episode to it. So uh, everybody sit tight. We're going to hear from the sponsors and we'll be right back. Satellite Investigations is the premier investigation resource in New York State. Founder Matthew Spare was named PI Magazine's Investigator of the Year. If you need investigative assistance in New York State, visit their site at SatellitePI.com. Get results, not excuses. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIInstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the InvestigatorsToolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. The creative professionals of Redline Forensic Studios come to work every day with one goal in mind, to create credible and compelling visuals that help you win tough cases. Redline services, such as video enhancement and animation, are the critical assets you need to leverage your case. Visit the website today at redlineforensic.studio. That's redlineforensic.studio. The latest issue of PI Magazine is available online or via hard copy. Visit PIMagazine.com to learn more. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Thanks for uh, sticking around and uh, continuing to listen to the program. I am flying solo today. We are talking about avoiding the burnout, uh, which is a very real, real thing these days. Prior to the break, uh, we had talked about diversification. We talked about case management. We had talked about transparency and, and communication and staying on top and communicating with your supervisors or communicating with you know, your clients and making sure that, uh, that you're doing that. Understanding how to manage the rush of work that's coming in, prioritizing things, uh, really, really important. The next thing I want to talk about is just how to keep things fresh, as an investigator or a business owner, like what are you doing 
to kind of diversify and uh, making sure that you're on top of things, uh, changing events, uh, you know, things in, in our industry that are changing, like how are you staying on top of things? I think that that's a, a really good way to kind of stay fresh on things and not really get burnt out. You're not in that monotonous over and over again, same rut. Um, you know, are you a member of your state association? Are you a member of national associations? Are you attending events? I mean, it's great that we're actually able to meet in person again and do things. Uh, I've gone to a couple in-person events. I've participated in some online events. Um, I know the online events are getting harder and harder to participate in. Um, I'm seeing the attendance at these events starting to dwindle, kind of get it. I mean, uh, we all thought it was great to not have to travel and still get our uh, continuing education um, and, and get fed, right, essentially. Um, it was it was great for a time, but now it's kind of like, I don't know if it's played out or, or whatever, or there's just been too much content out there. Um, but you're missing that networking aspect. And to me, like... That's something that really I look forward to at these events. Um, when, whenever I go to a live event, like uh, where's the hospitality suite and who's going to be there and who can I catch up with? Like that's that's where business gets done at these um, events, right? It gets done at lunch, it gets done at dinner, it gets done in a hospitality room, it gets gets done in the uh, after hours events uh, where you're really forging your relationships. Um, and that's where you can stay on top of trends and how things are, are, are changing, right? Going to these events um, and figuring out, uh, you know, what's new and what's out there. Um, you know, understanding what you specialize in is another good uh, good way to stay on top of things, right? Um, when you're networking and you have a particular specialty, let's say you're you're the best process server out there, right? If you're building on that and getting that reputation for that, um, you know, you go to these events, you're going to get work out of it, right? If you're a top-notch surveillance guy, if you're the, the person that always gets the job done and are dependable, you know, you'll get work out of it by going to these things and, and forming these relationships, right? People want to do business with folks that they know. And that's always good to remember. Um, one of the other things that you can do um, to avoid the burnout and, uh, you know, to make sure you're staying on top of your game here. Uh, is to plan for your future. And I've talked about this on earlier episodes, but I'm going to cover it again. So uh, one of the things I like to do towards the end of the calendar year is write a goals list. And uh, it, it's almost like these are my goals for the following year. These are the things I want to do. Um, and then I'll go back and I'll review from the year before, right? What was on this list? What was I able to accomplish? What did I not get done? Uh, what do I have the potential to get done? Um this coming year, are there new things? Have things changed a little bit? I kind of do like a, um, almost like a 360 review of myself and the whole business model. Um, and really getting uh, an accounting of like where I'm at and where I want to go. Um, you know, doing things like that, I don't know about you guys, but like, like when I do things like that, I start getting excited, right? It's like, oh, yeah, man, I got this done. That was so cool. I, It was so hard. It was a goal of mine for many years. And I, I crossed that off the list, right? It's like, okay, what's next? Um, so being able to do that, um, just that self-analysis and, and being honest with yourself, uh, I think is important as well, um, is something that's, um, it's important. It, it's helped me. It's helped me plan and um, just have direction, 
on where I want to go. And, and, you know, uh, always thinking about the exit strategy too, and having that in the back of your mind, you know, when do I want to tap out? How do I want to tap out? I know I was having a conversation with somebody recently, um, about buying their business. You know, somebody who had been in this industry for 20 plus years and they were done. And, um, we were talking about, um, what would it look like if satellite investigations, my busy business was to acquire this person's business, right? What, what kind of book of business did they have? What were they bringing to the table? What were their expectations? Were they going to stay stick around or were they going to go off into the sunset? And these were real conversations. And, um, unfortunately for, for this particular person, like, they just decided they didn't want to be in business anymore or wanted to officially retire like recently. So they weren't laying the groundwork. And um, when you go and you look at the the numbers in the books, right? Cause that's what you got to do. You got to do analysis. Um, it just wasn't worth what this person thought it was worth. And um, I, I can understand why this person thought it was worth a certain amount. It's their baby. They've, uh, you know, been running their own business for many, many years. Um, but it would be really hard to buy their relationships without having that particular person involved. And that particular person didn't want to be involved anymore. So it was a, um, a tough conversation to have. So, um, you know, when you're planning and you're doing, when you're doing things like that, I always have your idea of, you know, like what's your exit strategy, how you're going to get your foot out the door, um, are you going to sell completely or are you going to have somebody run your business? Um, and if you are a field investigator and you're working for somebody, you know, what do you, what's your end goal? You know, do you ever see yourself as a business owner? Do you ever see yourself working for yourself or are you somebody that's just going to, um, you know, just be, uh, an employee for somebody and, and maybe work your way up within, that particular business to handle a more of a supervisory role or, or management role. Um, you know, you should be asking yourself that question every year, you know, what am I doing and, and where do I want to go and what's the end goal? And, you know, listen, there are, there are factors that are involved with that. Family is, is always a, a thing. I remember I had a conversation with another person. Uh, we were talking about possibly, opening another division of my business and having this person come in and run uh, a portion of that business. And to them, something that was really important to them was working less and spending more time with their children. Um, Children were uh, in high school or getting ready for college and and they didn't have many years left with them. uh, And they wanted to be able to um, spend more time with them. Right. Um, before they were graduating from college, getting married, having their own family and things like that. So they wanted to have that flexibility. It was something that was really, really important to this particular person. And I, I totally get it. Um, I'm a parent and uh, my, my kids aren't that old yet, but it's definitely something that's in the back of my mind when I start thinking about future. And, and um, you know, it, it's important to do life, especially with your family and be there for events. And, and as as investigators, you know, sometimes if we're not careful, we don't have the time to do any of that stuff because we're too busy trying to manage our things and, you know, everything's a rush. And, um, you know, I, I, I got a call today for some, somebody who's looking to have work done over the weekend, uh, you know, it's Mother's Day this weekend, right? Uh, they weren't looking for me to do the work. They weren't looking for any of my employees, but they were looking 
for somebody to do executive protection work. And it's like, okay, well, now you're asking somebody to go work on Mother's Day. They, chances are they, they're probably married. And uh, that would be a tough pill to swallow um, having to work. But these are these realities, right? Things that come up. So, um, you know, getting back to the, to the idea here, just, you know, planning for your future. Where do you see yourself uh, as an owner or as an employee? What's the long-term goal? And factoring in, like, what's important to you. You know, always asking that question. Like, what, what is important to me? What are my expectations where do I see myself going forward? Like these are all real questions, right? If you are former law enforcement and you're, you're getting out and you're just looking to start your business now, like what are your expectations on growth? You know, how much effort do you really want to put in to doing this? Are you looking for a full-time gig or are you looking for per diem? Um, I had met some guys recently um, in Queens and Long Island where it was like a group of, retired law enforcement guys and all of them, they just want per diem. They don't want to own a business. They don't want to work full time for anybody. It's like they're getting their pension. They're doing their thing. And if you got some work that's around their neighborhood, yeah, they'd be interested in in getting involved and and taking that up. Right. So it's an interesting business model. And it, it wasn't an idea like you'd be hiring one person specifically. They're, they're a group of guys a whole bunch of them that uh, this is what they do. And if one guy's not available, maybe another guy is. And that's kind of how they're running their thing. So interesting, um, different way of running things. And um, yeah, they're doing their own thing and they're making it work, which is pretty cool. More power to them. Um, so I think one of the other things that you want to think about is, is getting help when you need to get help. Um, that is a real quick way to get burnt out when you try and do everything yourself. And if you are that solo investigator or you have a small shop, it, it, it's really hard. I get it. Like to give work out to 1099 other people and you, your margins are less. You're not making as much, much money and you know, you can do everything yourself. I know, um, you know, hiring that office support that an operations manager or a bookkeeper or someone to do, collections for you like why would you pay somebody money to do this when you can do it yourself like, I, I get it i was in that boat for many years one of the best decisions i made was to bite the bullet and hire somebody to do it and somebody who's really good and and now it's one less thing for me to do you know and now i've got great field investigators working for me it's one less thing for me to do so as the owner like what is my role my role is diminishing quickly and that's the way it should be. Right. So you get up and you, 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 you start the brand, you build a brand, you get a great reputation and then you start replacing yourself. That's really the key to everything folks, you know, build a business, make yourself the hottest person, you know, the hottest business in town, the one that everyone wants to do business with. And then you remove yourself from it. <laughs> that's the advice that I can give you. And either you, stick around, have folks run the business with you and you kind of reduce your role um, as the owner uh, or you sell your business to somebody uh, when you when you reach that point. I mean, really at the end of the day, if we're a business owner, we're in business to be in business and you have to take a look at it that way. Um, and it's, it's tough. That transition is really tough. It took me many, many years to get my clients used to the idea that... Um, probably not the guy that's going to be doing your work anymore. And almost 
Like I really hesitate taking assignments for me to do personally because I know that I'm pulled in like five different directions right now. And it's, it's hard to guarantee that great level of service if they're using me and not using one of my associates and my associates are great. Like I, I don't think there's going to be a drop in service. Um, but sometimes it's just the idea of like, Oh, the owner of the business, that's who we want doing our work. You got to get people out of that mindset and um, into the mindset of, you know, you're going to have a dedicated investigator or a dedicated researcher who's going to knock it out of the park for you. Um, that's something that's new for my business this year. The whole researcher thing. Um, you know, I, I, there was a time that the, my field investigators were doing research also. And, um, you know, it was a struggle. Do I want them on the road or do I want them in front of a computer? Um, they're good on both aspects. I could do it either way. Um, but at the end of the day, a field investigator is a field investigator and a researcher is a researcher. So you should really separate those roles and let uh, somebody run um, either way with them. Um, you know, whatever they're good at, whatever their strengths at, you should let them do that. So I think we're going to wind down here. I think that's uh, pretty much my two cents on this stuff. I hope you guys found it useful. I hope it's uh, a half hour of your life that uh, you didn't waste and, uh, you know, there's no getting it back. So I did want to come on. It's It's been in my heart really to, to kind of talk about this stuff. Um, so I appreciate the uh, the audience. And uh, again, I, I, um, I hope you found it helpful and uh yeah we'll get back into our uh, regular schedule of of guests in the next coming weeks um i got some great guests lined up actually i'm excited in fact this year we we've had some amazing amazing guests how cool is scott walker if you did not listen to that episode please go back and listen to it that was so much fun and i realized as i was listening to it um this week that uh yeah, we were talking about Star Wars and his uh, his background of, of being exposed to uh, to all those people, uh, and it was May the Fourth. So, <laughs> the episode aired on uh, on May second, um, but it was the week of, of May the Fourth. So I thought that was pretty cool. So, anyways, now I'm, I'm babbling here. Uh, I'm probably burning you out <laughs> with you listening to me go on and on. So, thanks again, guys. I really appreciate all the support. Thanks for tuning in this week again. I hope you found it helpful. And we'll catch everybody next week on the next show. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this week's episode. We hope you found it useful and made you think about how you approach your workflow. We'd like to thank Crosstrack, ScopeNow, PI Institute for Education, Redline Forensics, and Satellite Investigations for sponsoring this show. So please support our great supporters. And check out the Investigator's Toolbox. It's time to get on board and join the fastest growing digital community for investigative professionals. Just use code PIP201836 to save 10% on your membership. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at Matthew as at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.